0: Hello, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode, you rate and review my podcast if you like me, and you can follow me on Instagram, it's yeskingoliver. Tatty. bye! Okay. Um, so, um, I, I, from a very young age, have always uh, loved a reaction. And so, if, for example, I find a wallet on the floor or someone's jewellery or earrings, the first thing I think of is, I need to go round and find out who's lost something, right? The opposite to that is people think, oh, I could sell this. Oh, wow, I've just found the phone. Uh, Lucky me. And they'd sell it. They'd make a bit of money and they go about their life. But for me, the power is in finding that person who's lost the wallet, lost the phone, lost the jewellery. And I can't wait for the reaction of them thanking me when there's so many people out there who will simply just take it and run with it and sell it. But then there's me being like, I've just found your wallet, just found your phone. I love the reaction. Often, they will always give you something back. Like somebody gave me a £10 once when I found her wallet. I found loads of people's wallets and loads of phones, but the reaction is priceless. You can't get a better feeling than somebody just so grateful for something you've done, where most people would simply just take it and sell it and then just run off with the cash. And that meaning of, I've just found a phone, i it's got like a free 100 quid That lasts for, for as long as you've got it, until you've spent it But when you do that good thing for somebody, that feeling lasts forever Because now, when you find something, you can't wait to give it back to that new person And somebody else, so this continuous gratitude of At some point I'm going to find something, like someone's lost cat I'm going to find the person, they're going to be so grateful And it's just this abundance of gratitude
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think that when, if somebody, you know, finds something and sells it or, you know, finds a wallet and, you know, uses the money, it that money feels a whole lot different than like money that was earned or money that was given to you or, you know, like money is energy. And so we're going in into that exchange, whatever. I feel like that definitely, you know, it's another low thing Like, you know, spending money that feels
0: bad But It's like people who go to the casino I've studied people who've gone to the casino, right They haven't done anything to earn that money And so they literally will just spend it on drinks unnecessarily They'll just whack hundreds of pounds back down to the casino They'll just get loads of food Because they didn't have to physically work their ass off to get that money Whereas if you work all day you're going to be so careful what you spend your money on you're not just going to go waste it on stuff you're going to make sure the money's put towards something that's valuable to you like a holiday it means something or a restaurant with your family as opposed to just yeah have this cash so yeah if you don't have a if you haven't worked for that thing or haven't worked up to up to that thing the feeling is different it's not just money money come coming from somebody who's so grateful that you found her missing phone that money feels so much better when you spend it on a mill than just you know finding a phone selling it and then maybe spending 50 quid on a mill even though you spent more money that 50 quid doesn't mean anything in fact anything you probably unconsciously feel guilty the fact that you've just sold somebody's phone how are you supposed to enjoy your meal when you unconsciously feel guilty <laughs> right
1: totally i agree but, you know, I think about the people who are willing to do something like that. They probably are already feeling so shitty that they, you know, like that little bit of feeling bad is like pretty normal to them. It's like baseline, you know.
0: Um, If, for example, you are used to everyone being against you and everyone's taking your stuff and everyone's not looking after you, right? Then you're going to be waiting to get your own back on people. So you're going to be... Right kind of when that situation comes up, you'll think about how you've been mistreated like that. And so you'll now see it as you who's the who's Being got the chance righteous. to punish. Yeah, you're the one who's got the chance to punish back because you're always punished, but it's not that individual person. It's the fact that you're always feeling subjected to this, say, bullion, that now it's your turn to gain control, gain the upper hand. So for them, it's about counteracting. It's about compensating that that feeling it is a neutralizing let's just say right it's almost like you've been punched in the face so many times that now you've got a chance to punch somebody in the face so you feel better that now you've punched somebody and it's not you but it's the wrong person it's not the people that have been punching you in the face but you're right it's about balancing up that energy I call it um getting back to your default energy if you're like positive all the time then you're always going to be around positive people if you're around negative people that feeling isn't not the same as you so in order to counteract that you need to move out that negative pattern with positive people and if you flip it it's exactly the same these people have just got such anger in themselves that they're trying to get back in the world that they're just trying to get themselves out of this pattern and they're still in that same pattern it's just like they're negative and then someone's negative to them so now they're really negative and then they find a phone and they're like yes i can sell it so they've neutralized themselves from negative negative to simply negative but they're still negative Their life has still got people around them Who are treating them like shit They're still feeling guilty unconsciously So really it's a a no-win situation Apart from to get out of it Which is simply serve people Find stuff on purpose To then give to people Eventually that will feel so good That that becomes your new default feeling Of being in gratitude all the time And now you can't wait to find stuff on the floor To give it to somebody Like I'm in the town centre And I see somebody dropping their dropping something on the floor a bear bag or whatever and i can't wait to go up to them and say sorry you just dropped your thing just because you want that reaction it's almost like a dog bringing you the bone that dog wants you to in- interact with it it wants you to play with it and it's the same thing really human is about attention and reaction
1: yeah i mean you're still receiving the reward you know if you think about just like behavioral psychology like it's the act, like, you you want the reward, which is, you know, their positive reinforcement of like their thank you or their reaction, um, which, you know, is living human conscious beings. Like we, it's the real psychology, you can break it down. Like we're all looking for that, that stimuli, that, that like reinforcement. And, you know, for some people that might be, you know, people that are wounded and do have trauma and do feel like the victims of the world, like their reinforcer might be like, oh, cool. I found a wallet. Look at me. Lucky me. I get money today um where others like you might see a wallet and be like oh lucky me i get to like get a reaction you know positive reaction to somebody when i give return their (laughs) wallet to them
0: yeah so interesting um most people think they're lucky finding a wallet or finding a phone whereas they're actually unlucky because they're getting bad karma now towards them but they don't realize it whereas i'm thinking i'm the lucky one because now i can give somebody something and get this amazing reaction back so in the garden right now i've got this little Mm. robin and it keeps just it's nesting nearby and it comes in my garden because i've just dug some up dug up some stuff to plant some seeds right so the soil is very fresh loads of worms this robin keeps coming and sitting on the fence keeps sitting on the keeps like landing on the grass next to me on the wall literally within a meter from me i feel so safe in our garden that it keeps coming back and now he knows we're not a threat he just Hops on the fence, flies to the the floor, takes out a worm, lands on it. It's it's literally in our surroundings. And it's the most amazing thing ever. Seeing this Robin comfortable enough to trust us not to kill it right? as it's getting worms for its chicks. And it's just amazing. And I I think, is it my energy? Can it feel energy? Or is it based on him observing the fact that we're not really paying him much attention and therefore he doesn't see us as a threat?
1: probably both you know he's looking at behavior (laughs) he's looking at your behavior seeing if you're acting like really um you know aggressively like if you were to move really fast he would then be like oh that's that's you know unsafe even though your your energy might be calm but if like i don't know you had a spider on you unexpectedly you might move really quick and that fear you know it would he would see that or she would see that and like move um you know would fly away be like oh I'm no longer safe something's happening you know I feel that and it might be energy might be feeling your fear or it might be the 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 movement but yeah I think just you being I think it's a combination of both you being still and like clearly saying that you're not a threat um I think is making it easy for that bird to come
0: I agree it is both like quantum physics it's particle wave and both right so mm-hmm. today I was in the garden and I saw this wasp go into my shed and I first thing I thought was I need to fill that hole up because I don't want a wasp nest in there and I suddenly remembered how my mum said once that she was putting the washing out and the wasp randomly just stung her on her neck and, and then I was like okay so why would a wasp suddenly do that we're told not to move because it won't hurt you but why did that wasp sting her and What would it have a need to sting somebody? And the answer is, you know, it's threatened or whatever. So if it sees a movement, like my mum's putting up the washing, the wasp doesn't know mum's putting up the washing. The wasp's just like there. If my mum's hand moves, put the peg on the line, that wasp's going to think it's under attack. Imagine a tiny wasp seeing this massive arm. First thing he's going to do is protect himself and sting. So that's the reason why it stung my mum. My mum was like, Wasps sting, I'm like, no they don't sting, they have a reason why they sting So that Robin, as you said, it doesn't see us moving wild towards it And therefore threatening, saying shoo, that we're basically just ignoring it And now it feels like, okay, they're not going to attack me Same as the wasp, it realizes that there was somebody to him That was trying to attack him, like my arm's mum's arm He would then sting her, People, things and people included Don't have a reason to attack People don't just attack people. There's always a reason. Somebody doesn't just not. Somebody doesn't just find someone's phone and sell it to make a hundred quid, unless they have a thing against humans or in their head they're punishing somebody in some way. It's almost like people who get abused, like Kevin Spacey. He was abused by his father. It's not saying it's right. It's understandable. So they're him. It's about having control over the people who have control over him by doing the same action. But instead, it's with somebody else. So imagine his father abused him by him abusing or whatever with people. He then sees it as he's got control over himself, having control over his father in his mindset, even though it's simply just him repeating the same cycle. So it's a, it's a psychological, it's a psychological battle. I don't know where that came from, but yeah, you continue. <laughs>
1: yeah um also another reason why something would attack is if it feels like it's like nest or it's like babies are being threatened even if they're not so like there's a chance that your mom like the there may have been a wasp nest up in the corner and it felt like she could potentially be harming the i don't know what they call maybe it's not a nest hive there we go you know (laughs) she might be threatening the hive I don't know if, if boss has Hype, but you know what I mean, whatever they're yeah. little like. <laughs> um and you know, I think for humans it's true, and they, they studied this even with like uh, psychopaths, like those that are like gonna do mass murder or you know, like be serial killers, there's there's always a reason that they target somebody. There is no randomness and like they're and that's so interesting because I feel like they're gonna randomly come into this place or randomly do that, but there's there's a reason for it always. And um, it's, it is, it is. I mean, like, when you're, they, well, I mean, I guess there's definitely different reasons for sure why somebody would do something, like, radical like that. But um, I, I, it's true, like, the, the excuse or the reasoning of, like, abuse, they felt like a victim their whole life. And so it's their way of, like, you know, hurt people hurt. They're just projecting their hurt. And, like, it's their way of experiencing and feeling some form of power when they felt powerless for so long.
0: That's exactly it. It's about them feeling powerful over themselves because they felt powerless. And it's almost like you, you go with what you know. So if you've always been in the um, car industry, then your jobs are probably going to be something to do with car industries. Right. And if you've been in the farming industry, then it's likely to be something like farming. So you always go with what you're known of, what you're exposed to. Um, growing up, if you see your father working long, long, long hours to pay the bills, then you're going to think, right, to pay the bills, I've just got to work long, 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 long hours. Whereas the opposite is if you see your dad as a CEO who's always relaxing on holiday all the time, then you're going to be like, wow, I want that. I want to be on holiday. I don't want to work my ass off. I want to be relaxing and doing shit. So what we're exposed to growing up is has a massive effect on us. And we don't even realize until the action's been and gone. It's only when you understand why did I even do that. That you can then go back in time and realise, wow, that's why. Because it's so ingrained in us, like adverts and food and to have breakfast when you wake up. And what is for breakfast? Like toast and why the fuck do we need like grains in us? Why do we need to break our fast at seven when I've woken up? When it's supposed to be simply just breaking your fast from not eating at night time? All this shit is ingrained in us that we don't even realise unless you question it. I always say it's not acceptable, but it's understandable. Meaning I can understand why... Even though it's not acceptable in in how we live in a modern society. But that's also having empathy with somebody of why they're like they are. If you don't have empathy with people, then you're fucked because everyone's got problems, you, me. And if somebody doesn't empathise at least some of the time, everyone's constantly gonna be on the defensive of I'm perfect, you've got problems, and you know, fuck you, I don't have anything to do with you. When when the reality is that everyone's got problems had problems whatever just on a different level
1: indifferent yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah it's uh it was interesting as people that don't have empathy um they they learn it you know it also depends on like the rest of their brain and their makeup and their their rising like their how they were raised but um it's it, it's like a learned behavior of like okay well I don't feel this way so I'm gonna learn like what other people do in this situation or like oh I see that like when somebody's crying my mom hugs them so now I know that like if somebody cries then like what's right is I should hug you know they like learn behaviors as opposed to like more of like an intuitive or like a natural response to emotions
0: so people always say I sound like my dad right I know I look like him, but they say I sound like him And to me, in order to sound like him, my throat has to be made pretty much the exact same way as his Or, we mimic our sounds in our environment. So accents, you could go to England and have an English accent You could go to Australia and get an Australian accent, right? If I do accents and impressions for, say, a film Then I'm choosing to do that voice Which means you can change your voice Which means... I could change my voice and not sound like my dad's as can I change my voice to sound like say David Attenborough's voice or Jimmy Fallon's voice or more like my dad's voice so we can choose to listen and mimic our environments right and I notice that I write like my dad and so that goes into more psychology which is okay so my hand must be the same size the grip must be the same it has to be to my brain the same then how, how is it exactly the same that i'm holding the pen then you can be like well yeah. if my dad taught me to write growing up and told me how to hold the pen like he did with his hand sort of in the side of my hand then that would make sense his movement holding my hand is how i used to write you could say that was it or you could say that it's a learned trait we want to fit into our surroundings we want to sound like our people you want to do the same things your friends are doing if your mum's always cooking with salt then you'll put salt in your food if, you're, if my dad writes a certain way, then I'm going to write a certain way. But that, that, that's crazy, because that means you literally can change anything at any point. Plus, the genetics slash DNA of something is already a default mechanism. But at the same time, you can also counteract it. Because if it is, say, genetics of my throat that I sound like my dad, and I know I can choose to sound Australian, then I've chosen to go against genetics or whatever. And over time, my body will adapt to those genes being different, and the genes will change. Because genes change based on mm-hmm. thoughts and environment. Mm-hmm. Basically, nothing stays the same. Everything's malleable. That's basically the outcome. And energy stays the same. Energy doesn't stay the same. Physical things always changing. Nothing's nothing's the same basically.
1: Yeah, like yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see that the nature versus nurture, and also just like who and how people stray from what they're taught, or stray from like, well, their like genetic baseline and I think it's fascinating it's you know I look at my family and I'm I'm so different from them in so many ways and you know what I eat how I interact with people what I do with my life my beliefs um my behavior everything but I'll go home and I'll see little things like you know the way my mom you know walks in the kitchen or like sings while she's like making food or you know how my dad's just like you know really organized and like you know putting the stuff that you know all in, in a in a line and like really particular and I'm like okay like although i'm I'm so different in a lot of ways these like little behaviors I'm still you know I still exist like I still have these um and it's cool to see just like how people choose or not choose you know I, I don't know I I think you and I can speak on choosing because both of us are people who believe in self-development and like improvement and like growth. Where not, everyone has that value, you know, they value traditions, So they're not really about how they want to do things different. They're more mm-hmm. thinking about how they can continue to do things the right, right way, you know, quote unquote, right way, the traditional way. Um, so I think that's when like DNA kind of stays more the same. And as well as like, you know, like ancestral trauma getting passed down and like um you know undesired behaviors kind of just like stay because of a value system and the way that our our brains are actually like like formed and then what we believe in how we reinforce it um as a way of existing and like navigating the world
0: yeah it's so interesting people want to carry on things traditionally if they have roast dinner on a Sunday. Then they want to have roast dinner every Sunday, right? They want to continue the tradition. (laughs) It's so funny. People like you and me are trying to break the tradition. We don't want anything to do with the tradition. We want to do the opposite. We want to create something that doesn't exist. So if evolution is about learning from the one before, AKA, if your grandfather, if if you're an ape, he reaches up to get the apple from a tree and then the next generation just starts to walk on all two feet. um, And the, the next generation starts to walk on two feet. <clears throat> then you'd say that you're going to teach your kids to simply reach up and get the fruit. But what we're doing now is we're seeing that the animal, our grandfather, ape, climbed up against the tree, reached, and then the next generation are like, how should I get that fruit? And we're like, now don't bother standing up, just get a stick and whack it down, right? And they're like, we spent hundreds of years, thousands of years evolving to reach up, and you're just simply saying, just get a stick and whack it. <laughs> so, So therefore... Is that simply evolution? That is evolution. Like, for example, when man wanted to go from uh, cooking with a uh, campfire to cooking with, I don't know, frying an egg on a, on a hot rock, right? It's not the same. It's evolution because you kind of evolved. Like, we're not doing the same traditional stuff our parents thought, was, for example, but we're still kind of doing the same thing but differently. That technically is evolution. It's not traditional. And if you go back in evolution, at some point, you know, man has to go from fishing in the river to on the ground trying to get berries and nuts. So it's like breaking that tradition, but you're still getting the same outcome, right?
1: Yeah, you know, th- th- there, there are two different, like what I'd say, and I don't know this well enough, but I, I say there are two different parts of the brain. Like there's the part of us that wants to evolve and then there's the part of us that wants to survive. And the survival is typically the one that follows tradition that you know has more of like the fear-based beliefs and want to keep doing things the same. And that's why, you know, like in this example of this grandfather teaching, they there this grandpa saying, like, this is the way to do it. This is how you're going to survive because this is how you're gonna get food. And like someone can take that very like sincerely, like, okay, this is the way that I have to do it. You know, this is how I was taught. So I gotta do it this way. And you can see that with different people who have like different, you know, belief systems, um, they're either going to follow that way because that's the way they were told and so that's the way they got to do it. Otherwise, like you're going to break that and like that fear kind of keeps them in that structure. But then you have like the, you know, the, the, the brain type, um, more of the liberal brain that's going to be like, OK, I see that I have to do this. Now, how can I do it in a better way? How can I be innovative or creative or is there a better way? You know, it's thinking outside of the box. So they may may not value tradition, the person that's looking outside the box, like the person who is following the same thing, doing the same thing, because that's what they're told and it's the safe way, and it's how they're going to survive. There's this really great book, and I wish I remember the title and I wish I remember the author, but it's on the brain structures of, like, belief systems, like liberal brain for conservative They're actually physiologically like different and their beliefs and their interests, their music, the food they like, like everything is like different. And so this kind of reminds me of that. It's like the conservative brain in this, in this, you know, example would be the one that would follow that tradition because it's safe and this is what they know. And this is what they do. and This is what they're taught. And like, we're going to keep this tradition. Where the liberal brains, you know, more adventurous and like looking outside of the box. Um, And I think it takes both you know, for the, for the evolution and survival of humanity. The traditional brain is keeping the survival and, or, you know, the conservative brain is keeping, like, the survival and the liberal brain is expanding out and helping, like, ev- evolution. And both are necessary because adventures, as you see, people go and ship off and try to find new lands, their boat crashes, you know, so, like, their, de- their DNA, <sighs> their genes, they may not <laughs> pass on because they didn't make it where you know if we always stay in the conservative in the traditional sense we're not evolving and growing you know so it kind of takes both for the survival and the evolution of humanity to move forward like one is not better than the other it's just like this is how these are the two main ways that our brains are functioning and this is how humanity can continue to survive and, and move forward and grow
0: that's very interesting because that tells me that you're supposed to for example run a business have a job Yeah. And then you're supposed to find another job, set up another business, but don't quit the other one before you do both. So you've got this, you know, traditional conservative foundation of doing what you're doing to survive. That if you just did nothing, then you kind of survived. Right. And then there's the other part, which I call existing, meaning you've gone from survival to living. No, you've gone from uh, surviving to existing to living. And it's that transition from rather than doing the same shit over and over again, you're doing something else. You're right. Evolutions only happen because they didn't want to do the same thing that they were doing. So yesterday, but if they, as you said, if you migrate to find more food and water, you might not reach it in time. There could be a storm on the way, you could get a drought and then you die. So therefore, you've, you're best to stay where you are. But as you know, the swamp always dries up, right? Some fish runs out, berries on the tree dry up. So therefore, literally the outcome is always be focusing on what you have to the best of your ability, making the most of what you have right now. Always be seeking more. And when you get equally the same amount as you had. Before, when you go into something new, then you simply switch. So if you're getting 30 berries now. You don't want to go and, and you start going to a new place to get berries. If you've got 20 berries, you still need to focus on the now. Only when you've got 30 berries on your next project, the same as 30 berries in your current one, then you transition. Otherwise, what's the point of upgrading? You want to upgrade like an iPhone because you've got a better camera. Otherwise, there's no point upgrading, right? So it literally is always moving forward. And to me, that's just like the universe or the, the Earth uh, spinning. It just keeps spinning. It's sun, then it's, then, it's, then it's moon, then it's the sun, then it's the moon. And every day the flowers get bigger and bigger and bigger so yeah it's interesting Mm -hmm. always evolve
1: yeah
0: but still focused on building what you have and then once it's the same then you transition and then don't think that that stops you then do the same again you nurture what you have build the thing in the future up until what you have now then evolve and you keep repeating that and then you die (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah well i mean yeah yeah you know, not everyone has been. I think that's why I think right now it's why things are so polarized is I feel like now more than ever people are like really leaning into their like their belief structure, you know, whether it's conservative and valuing tradition versus liberal and valuing, you know, uh adventure or um nuance. And I can see my family's very conservative and like I can hear they're like their concerns I'm very liberal um and so it's interesting to hear like what they say and the thoughts the thoughts they speak out and their beliefs and like why they feel the other side doesn't make sense um and also like I you know actively live and I feel like I can see like how their side doesn't make sense you know like how we can stay stuck and like um you know how exclusive um you know society is and and how like I feel like if we were to keep things the same, how it would really be detrimental to you know what I mean? Like it's interesting to see like what they say, what they believe in, why there's like fear. They fear change, or they have such a disgust to um, you know the the evolution or, or the change that is happening because it really goes against what they believe, which is like they value tradition. They want things to be the same. When things aren't, it makes them uncomfortable. You know, we're like. <laughs> like they won't even try different food like okay so this book talks about like i wish i remember this book title but it talks about like like food you know like their favorite foods like conservatives like you know mean potato it's like very traditional meals to (laughs) the culture and liberal liberals tend to like trying so they'll you know like indian food and they'll like um you know more exotic food they want to try new stuff they might be traveling conservatives are more like okay to like find our home and settle down and like have a family and like face them here you know so it's like this very interesting um I mean the value system of how we navigate and like neither wrong as I mentioned before it's just interesting how in times like now when things are so polarized how people deepen more into beliefs and create more of that um that hardening when they come together like a collision as opposed to like a melting
0: So that's that's so interesting how, say, a conservative will have specific foods like leek and potato, whatever you said. And I suppose it is true. It's like an English person having roast dinner or fish and chips or Mm -hmm. or um, Americans having a burger and chips after a a football match. Mm -hmm. Um, It's fascinating. Um, But to to me, right, that 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 can't be changed as much as we we as free thinkers are not part of any patterns think people should be free and aka not follow but that is what everyone else is it's not that we're different we're actually the opposite people follow the same pattern it's normal for people to do the same damn thing right forget about work and same and school and gym and and go and see friends or whatever most animals do the same thing they wake up they hunt they eat they sleep they they scratch they have a run what they've chased their mate and then they and then they go to bed and then they do the same thing and then they die it's like part of life it is life for the same thing to happen that tree just keeps growing it doesn't do anything else apart from grow so what are we doing the same type of thing but just slightly different
1: i'd say i i don't know i say both though because okay so tree may have the elements of the conservative if we kind of want to look at it this way it's staying in the same place it's doing the same thing but look at wind you know wind's always moving it's never in the same place it's somewhere different it's doing something different um you know it might form this or it might do that or you know um like the migrating birds that's different than a snake who lives in pretty much the same area its whole life so I, I i think that there's variance and if you can even look at deer you know like yeah they might wake up eat food and go to sleep but there's gonna be like the one or two they're like hey maybe we should check out a different area but you know (laughs) there's may some that might be just like let's say this one spot this is a good spot and so I think there is it when it comes to like animals there's there's gonna be variants there's gonna be that the um the both. there's just like humans there's the I'm gonna just keep playing on this 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 theory of the conservative and the liberal there's take it takes both and so you know even with deers you can see those that like are happy staying in one spot, and then there's maybe some in the herd. They're like, "Hey, we should adventure out. Let's see what else is out there," and um you know they they follow where they go. But you know it might be uncomfortable for the ones that want to stay still, but they might follow. And I
0: think that it does take. Howdy. Thanks for listening to me episode. Uh, if you could remember to rate and review the episode after you've listened, that'd be fantastic. And also subscribe so when I release a new one, you get a notification. And also, please tell your friends on socials about me podcast. Now, I'm going for a poo. I'll be back later. Have a great day and speak to you soon.